everybody. Welcome back for episode three of Way of the Fist. I'm your co-host, Michael Hagan, and I'm joined by our other co-host, Jonathan Seavey. Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing today? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Man, episode three already? Golly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we are... Uh, we are getting into it. You know, this is this is a lot of fun, and I and I want to start off with like I'm really glad that we kind of formalized this, and you know, yeah, uh, we we like like we said in our in our beginning back in episode one, we've had these karate conversations for several years now, and yeah, we we've we've always kind of you know a while back we had a discussion of you know videos and stuff like that, but I'm glad that we're we're able to 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 sit and do this. This is, uh, it's funny you say that because, um, you know, we were in Japan together a couple of years ago. I had my, my GoPro with me. We were, we were making some pretty cool videos. We were doing, you know, I had all this stuff to make like really great content. I had all this stuff, uh, while I was training in Okinawa after our time in Japan together. And I, I had this idea for myself that I was going to create this, um, like karate vidcast kind of uh, thing. I even talked with Josh about it while I was in Okinawa. Um, yeah. And I lost my content, right? My, uh, yeah. the, uh, my little uh, memory disc for the, uh, the GoPro got fried. And man, it took all the wind out of my sails for wanting to do like content creation. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad we're doing this because this is kind of forcing me to just just get back out there and, and do something. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> I remember we were in <laughs> Meiji Jingu, Meiji, Meiji yeah. Shrine, which is probably one of the, the, uh, the biggest uh, Shinto shrines. there, one of the national uh, shrines in Japan. And <laughs> yeah. we, we were, we had done some kata somewhere out in the park in, in one part of it. And then we were walking and then somehow we ended up me and you doing a Kururumpa Bunkai. Bunkai, yeah. There, like right in front of the shrine and like shoving the camera into Tanaka-kun's Tanaka hands. Like here, rec <laughs> video record this. <laughs> video this right here. We're going here. And then, it, you know, it was like, yeah. oh man, all of that, you know, that was, that was, yeah. a, that was a blast that day. It was so much fun. It really was yeah. that that whole trip. I mean, we we were not there for very long, but man, we we really, man, I can still, I can still smell the gyoza, the gyoza and the, the uh, gyoza, the gyoza at that little place um, in Yurakcho, yeah. right underneath yeah. the uh, the the Green Line, the Yamano Teisen there in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. that place was was awesome. I, actually, oh, after you left, you left before uh -huh. I did. Right. Um, you were you and your family were going back home, and I was actually staying there another day, actually another two days, and then going to Okinawa. But after you left, I ended up going back to the gyoza spot because it was just so good, man. Well, Cold beer and gyoza. We had uh, we had gone there as a family, the three of us, at least yeah. once before, before I we I took you there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think how many times I've been to I've been to Tokyo. Since 2017, I think I've been to Tokyo three times, three, yeah. three times, and I've gone to that restaurant every single time, every time, every, every time. time. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine took me there first. I, uh, a friend of mine from college who I hadn't seen in about ten years, back on the 2017 trip, 
that was yeah. for work. And uh, he took me there and I was like, what on earth is this? How come I've never yeah. been to this place before? Right. Honestly, that, that whole district though, like we, we ended up like um, going around the corner and we ended up having like some other like pork belly and, and uh, some other, I can't remember what else we got there. I just remember well, pork belly because I just love it so much. So but. that area is called Yudakcho. It's just one station Yudakcho, south yeah. of uh, Tokyo station, the main Tokyo station. And right. even there it's, it's all these restaurants and these bars put under, uh, like some of them are literally underneath built into the, the, the foundation underneath the railroad tracks and there's right. all these restaurants. Correct. Yeah. And on a trip in 2018, I think I was transiting from, that's right. It was after nationals or I was transiting I had a day in Tokyo. I was transiting either to Bangkok for a work trip or I was going to Seoul for a personal trip. And I was with somebody and we were sitting outside. And I saw Taishi walk by. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Taishi Tozaki is the, the, the younger brother of, of Gakuji Tozaki, who we've mentioned in previous podcasts, but who's, who's a, a national team. They're both national team members. Um, yep. And... Talk about, you know, Tokyo, you know, however many millions and millions of people live in Tokyo and they were visiting and he just happened to walk by and I was sitting with a friend and uh, I could see the people passing by and we were sitting outside. It was still some, it was summer, so it was hot. And I see him walk by with his father and it stumped me for a minute because it's one of those... I know that person. I'm pretty sure I right. know that person, but I saw them last week in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like three yeah. days ago, we were both in America at Nationals. And at Nationals. What? In Reno, right? Or was... Yeah, I think that was Reno that year. And yeah. so I'm like, who, how, what is he doing here? What's and so I got up here? and he had turned the corner and I ran and I was like, Taishi, is that you? And uh, sure enough, he was there with his dad and we chatted for a few minutes. But Total one of those random life situations that of all the places that you run into somebody in this random like nine o'clock at night in Yudakcho in downtown Tokyo, sitting outside yeah. of a restaurant, having a beer and this person you walk by and like, what are the odds that just that streets, the that's the alley that, that they go down. So, yeah, I, I really Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 We went and saw Godzilla, too. We did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you can't get there without seeing Godzilla. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, all right. So, anyway, so today, what are we talking about today? Oh, I, this is a karate podcast, right? This is. I mean, we can just talk about stuff in Japan if we want, but I think we're <laughs> supposed to talk a little bit about karate. We talk about okay. food and whatever. So, I kind of want to talk about. You know, I, I kind of I think I'm going to title this. I think we should title this episode Naihanchi. Is it all it's cracked up to be? Is it? Is, is it, it is it really so and this may or may not be controversial depending on where you stand on the argument but you know we we've we've both been doing karate for a long time you have you know presently you're 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 doing gojuryu not nahate but you have experience in the shurite side of things as well right sure yeah and so you know you you look on social media you look on facebook youtube all these karate groups and whatnot and there's almost a so before I say this I'm going to caveat this with 
this is the disclaimer, right? Unpop <laughs> un warning, unpopular opinions may be may be spoken in the maybe spoken these, here, yeah. These if 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 you're triggered by unpopular opinions, maybe this is the time to tune out. And neither Jonathan's opinion nor my opinion are uh representative of our respective karate organizations. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so disclaimer over. Um, there's almost a, I, I feel, this is Michael's feeling, is that there's almost a fetishization of Naihanchi in that. Um, especially you know, you in Shorinyu. Yeah, especially in Shorinyu. The, 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 the shooty yeah. side of things. There's a, a almost a fetishization, if you will, if that's even a word I just made up. Um, of Naihanchi and in sometimes perhaps an overemphasis on it. People treat uh -huh. Naihanchi as it's the end all be all of kata, the sure. end all be all of karate. But I almost don't feel that that they know why. They're just doing it because they see other people doing it on the internet, on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. Well I've seen some um I'm not going to name names here, but I've seen some really bad examples of Naihanchi on some other videos. But while they're doing it, they're wearing their Naihanchi is everything and everything is Naihanchi t-shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, what are you doing? Like you don't understand your kata, let alone everything. Right. Yeah. So we, we, episode two, right? Where we talked about difficulty in kata and right. my karate system right now that I is Shimaha Shoryu. And so mm -hmm. it's a, a shurite side, but it's heavily influenced. Matsubayashi Ryu is heavily influenced by the, the Tomari side of it. Right. And so, you know, I would say we place an emphasis on Naihanchi, but it's not the greatest emphasis. The emphasis is placed much more on the, the tomari kata, uh, rohai, right. chinto, wanshu, for example, uh, as kind of a, a trinity, and, and you can include wankan there to a, a more introductory level. But when I look at naihanchi, I don't think of it as anything special than any other kata. I don't even know if I think of it as a kata. Like, oftentimes when I look at it, and through discussions that you and I have had, uh, personally away from any other uh, karate event or, or whatever, just our, our ramblings with each other. I, I would think Naihanshi should be utilized more as like a drill than a kata. So, well, let me, I, again, and up until recently, I, I would have agreed with you. Okay. Um, and, and maybe I'll, I'll kind of explain why. And, you know, and I hate to, this, this, and, I'll preface this with, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of in-depth conversation with my sensei about Naihanshi specifically. We've sure. had we've had several conversations about it, but I wouldn't say that we've sat and talked about it for, for hours or whatever. Right. But when we talk about Naihanshi, oftentimes there's these myths or these misinterpretations that are out there. Oh, you're doing it's only left and right on a line. Um because your back's against the wall or you're on the cliff or you're on the boat the and you have to be in yeah. on the bridge and all these silly things that people say, which are just completely absurd. Right. But one thing that we did have in a conversation was 
that, you, you know, especially when we go left and you, then you go right, but then you do these, the sequence of blocks to the front. And so oftentimes in kata, people at the superficial level just take it for face value. But, you know, one thing we, we discussed was that it's not, the opponent is not in front of you facing you the way your chest is square to them. Sure. When you go left and right, the opponent is actually on your left and right and you're moving around them. You're moving okay. so that you're in Hanmi, if you will, but you may be in right. the old Naihanchidachi, but uh -huh. you're you're turning towards them and you're moving. It's a it's a maybe even a drill, if you will, but it still has some very good bunkai, I think, that your it's the purpose of it is to teach you how to move laterally or forward, I guess, sideways, if that makes sense. Like you're wait in a Hanmi. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. I thought you told me you don't like kumite. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you just described to me? <laughs> yeah, actually. Well, you know, I, I joke about kumite. I, I, I do like hitting somebody pretty hard sometimes. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's where... So, because even, even the, you know, when we look at bunkai, and I think it's got some, some very good bunkai techniques, but the principles that it's trying to impart, and maybe this goes back to, you know, uh, or maybe we should discuss the purpose of kata to begin with. And maybe, you know, I feel that a kata is like a, a, a cookbook or a recipe almost, if you will. Mm -hmm. and it, or, or a textbook, maybe. Like a math textbook. Maybe a better analogy is a math textbook. It will give you the formula of what you should be doing on how to solve a variety of different problems. But that doesn't sure. mean that the formula goes from this formula to the next formula to the next formula to the next formula. Sometimes, depending on the problem that you have and that you're faced with, you have to take this formula and then grab this other formula over here and then it comes back around to sure. a, a different formula. So. When I look at Naihanchi, I think, A, the purpose is to teach you how to move laterally. I think the purpose is also to teach you, again, this is, again, from our perspective, perspective so I guess it's going to be some system or style-based style speciality, but we place a large emphasis on how you move the body, the separation right. of the lower body and the upper body, being able to move those independently. And we, we, we are, some of our training is designed around how to isolate different parts of the body or how to separate your upper body and lower body. And so I think some of those drills in Naihanshi or some of the movements in Naihanshi techniques are for that purpose also. Yes, there's, you know, when you, when you pick your, you do the, the oh, what's it called, namiashi, right? Where you mm -hmm. pick your foot up and it's like a, a sweep or an ashibarai almost. Are you maintaining balance properly or are you leaning all the way over to keep your balance and then pick your right. foot up and then letting your body fall back into your naihanshidachi. Sure. So that's that's kind of where I see it, that it has specific functions, but I'm not sure if what everybody else is doing is for the same reasons or whether it's just because everybody else says that we should be doing it, and so I'm going to do it too. Yeah. What do you think? That's... Uh, I 
I agree with that. Um, and I, I think the reason why I think it's, uh, I think of it more as like a drill rather than an actual kata is for exactly the reasons that you just discussed about the uh, the self study of kind of breaking your body up into quadrants. Right, we mm -hmm. have our, our our right upper quadrant, our right lower quadrant, left lower and left upper. Uh, and, and I think about this a lot, not necessarily doing uh, naihanchi, but with sanchin kata. Um, and, and, I, and I know that there are parallels to the two, but I, I, I feel like sometimes, I don't know, when I, when I look at naihanchi, I don't see bunkai. I don't mm. see oyo, right? I, I, I really don't. Um, and, and maybe it's because of my own personal background with it and the, the people that I've studied with and they've given me those like pseudo romantic ideas, like everything that you listed before, right. like, uh, you know, doing a, uh, it's the bridge kata or whatever. And I, I remember even training in a previous organization. Um, one time we had, uh, the, the sensei there went to Home Depot, grabbed a bunch of cinder blocks and a couple of like two by eights and like kind of made these like makeshift bridges and you had to do. No, 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 lawn and doing my hanchi on these like two by eights. And, you know, I, I think that there was value in, in what was done, but not for why it was suggested. If right. that kind of rings through, right. um, yeah, I I, I I have a hard time seeing the the application. Mm. You know, so and okay. that, that might just be from a lack of information. You know, well, and that's where right. you know, and maybe maybe this will be a, a chance for you. Know, maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll film something and throw it up on our our our, our YouTube channel or something where we can we can have a little more interaction about that. Even though I'm here and you're there, but we can we can yeah. work about that. Because, well, so I know we want to talk at some point. I, I think we have scheduled, we're going to kind of have this as, as a two-part and, and talk about Sanchin, but, and I don't want sure. to get too far into that conversation because I want to save that. But the flip side is, do you, and maybe this will be a little teaser, do you feel that there's Oyo or Bunkai in Sanchin or does it serve like a different purpose? I actually don't think so. And okay. even within my own organization, okay, I'm, I'm just going to say no. I, I don't okay. want to go too deep into it. All right. But well, I let's... do want to ask you this. Hold okay. on. I, I do want to ask you this because there is a very specific thing that gets done with Sanchin. Hmm. And I'm starting to see people doing it now with Naihanchi, and that is Shime. Oh, okay. So let's. I, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. And I. I, if we're going to talk about Sanchin, I want to, I want to kind of, uh, no, you know what? Let's, let's do it now. Cause we're talking about Naihanchi. So you're right. Um, there are groups that I've seen, uh, in Okinawa and I'm not, you know, people can get online and do, do research and try to find it on their own if they want, but I've seen groups doing Shime in Sanchin. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, like Sanchin Nanchi. when they're doing Naihanchi. Sure. And Uh, we talk about, do we do we want to say what shime is for anybody who's listening that doesn't know well, what that is? Okay, let's. I'll, I'll let you. You, you're the goju guy. You can. You, you do it more <laughs> much more than than I do. So you you go ahead. Sure. So, 
when I uh, perform shime in my dojo, I actually I, I do it kind of in um, three levels. We have three three levels of shime, right? And, and one is kind of like a visual test. Um, that is kind of the standing in front, directing, hey, do this, do this, do this, right? And then the second level is more of a physical adjustment, which is literally like, hey, you got to like pull your shoulder blades down and back. You've got to like pull your elbow in. We've got to rotate these knees out. We've got to turn these hips forward. And it's, it's more of a physical adjustment, right? And then that third level, which is what I think most people are more familiar with, but have the least understanding of, is what looks like striking right right and and i think for somebody on the outside watching it it's like oh we're, we're just slapping that person around and we're trying to inflict pain and we're trying to you know um make sure that there's i don't know the so quote what, what warrior spirit or whatever but um, what but are they actually trying to do what is the purpose so, of that well we're, we're looking for tension and relaxation at the proper moments okay because right? there is a timing to shime it's not like i'm just going to come up and just slap you whenever i want like and see what happens right it, it should be we're looking for that moment of that muscular contraction we're looking for that moment of kime really mm-hmm. when we're applying those forceful strikes um but also in the moments of relaxation so we're looking for that um sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for like shock absorption like with our right. within our stance you know like so right. we shouldn't be completely rigid but also we shouldn't be noodly either right so right. that's that's really what we're looking for when we're doing shime but sometimes like when i'm watching people doing shime in my hanchi it seems like they're just beating the shit out of each other so uh well, so I, I think that, or I feel that, or my question, I guess, is why? What is the purpose of doing shime when you're doing naihanchi? Because, yeah, that's my question I think, too. <laughs> I I think that naihanchi fulfills fundamentally a different role. Mm-hmm. Than, well, let me phrase that. It's not even just about naihanchi. We're talking about a shurite kata. And the, some of the fundamentals of shurite are very different than the fundamentals of um, nahate. nahate. In fact, sure. one thing that, that we talk about is not being stuck in place. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, if we get uh, started to look at kind of a historical perspective, you know, shurite was heavily influenced by... Uh, Japanese Kenjutsu, traditional swordsmanship. Mm-hmm. And in fact, more specifically, Jigendyu from the Satsuma prefecture in Kyushu, or the Satsuma uh, domain pro, uh, uh, in, in, in Kyushu before, it was, before there were prefectures. So it was the, the Satsuma area. And so, because in Shurite, many or the majority of the practitioners were of the noble class. And so of that noble class, they had to learn, they were expected to learn, and many of them were regular martial artists, not just karate practitioners in the sense that we think of karate today. So the spear, uh, the sword, have a, a, a big influence in that. And in traditional Japanese martial arts, being stuck in place 
is something that you want to avoid. Right, because that's death. Right, exactly. And so yeah. even in, you look at uh, our Yamane Ryu, for example, many of the stances that we will, we really only have two stances, and that's shikodachi, where it's shikodachi, I'm facing, my chest is facing one way, but for example, if I'm holding the bow in my, uh, my I guess, primary side, where my right hand is forward, the opponent is on my right. I'm not Correct. shikodachi square. And then we right. have, that's our primary stances, if you will. We have where we transition into what we would call zenkutsudachi, but uh -huh. it's much narrower than the traditional, what you would see of karate zenkutsudachi, where your chest is forward. It's almost, so as we're striking, we're striking out into zenkutsudachi, and as we pull the bow back, it transitions back into shikodachi, facing the side, almost like naihanshidachi, like we're, sure. in naihan, like we're doing naihanshi to the, to the, so the opponent is to your right, not directly in front of you. And so that being stuck in place is, like you said, death. It's the last thing that we want to be. We want to, you know, and one word that, that is seen in Japanese martial arts is ukimi, which is floating body to where your feet are on the ground and you're, but you're not stuck on the ground. You're not grounded. You're able to move rapidly in any direction because if you get stuck, you can't uh -huh. move. So right. when we when we go back to Naihanshi, so again, that's not a Naihanshi specific idea. That is all of Shurite and uh, Tomarite is that you don't want to be stuck. No matter, you know, Chatan, Rohai, Naihanshi, whatever the kata is, you need to be able to move. And so when so, we... So, so hold on. I, I've got to... Got to interject, kind of a, 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 a another thing here. Yep. All you guys do is just kumite. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. It's kumite. It's actually it's kumite. kumite. It's just. Yeah, kumite. I'm, I'm just gonna keep on throwing these in here, like you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. and to be honest, so I'll, I'll, here we go. This one will. So. You, you know, you've you've seen our, our karate, and it's yes, and it's it's a little bit different than other other karate. And so, one thing that Oshiro Sensei has remarked on numerous times, not so much about technical stuff, is, is that when he meets somebody new and he's mm -hmm. trying to explain the concepts of what he's trying to teach, the people who understand it and pick it up faster are kumite athletes rather than kata athletes. Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. you know, and and hey, I you know. Hey, I've, I've fought in nationals in Kumite and all that stuff. So I'm not, you know, I, I joke about, about it, yeah. but, you know, um, I mean, I've only broken like however many bones by fighting. Yeah. I've never broken any bones. <laughs> Kumite, I'm sorry, doing kata, but I've broken a lot of bones. I mean, you know, you know, fighting. So, um, because if, if you, when you, when you really sit there and you think about, okay, the opponent's punching me and kicking me and why would I, why would I do these things that, uh, because it's our style or our way, but that that technique is never actually going to touch me. That's one thing. But when the opponent is actually able to hit you and make contact, then yeah. you focus on your your center line, how your chest is, how your body is, where you're doing. All of a sudden, play a much larger importance. And, yeah. and so he he's remarked numerous times that when he'll you know he'll he'll go to the mainland in Japan and he'll meet you know, uh, athletes or, or coaches, senseis, whatever. And when he starts explaining it, the kumite athletes are like, oh, I get it, you know, very, very soon. The, 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 the kata athletes are like, well, we do it this way, and this is how I was taught. And that's fine for what it is, but these concepts, 
are really, and they make more sense when you think about, you have to, you have, to have the appreciation for the person hitting you, and then they become Correct. much clearer. Yeah. And so, so is that is that what the shime is in in Naihanchi Then you're just like having an appreciation well, so, for somebody hitting you. Uh, I don't know because we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> because the reality is, is that's diametrically opposed to. Yeah. At least I'm going to say I'm going to caveat this with my understanding of what a shurite kata should be. So, I know somebody who. Um, may be a future guest on one of our episodes. Okay. And I believe they do shime in their naihanchi. So, so I'm curious as to, a, to why. Yeah. This might be a good question to, to, to ask when, if and when we have this, this particular guest on. So, I mean, I, and I, I think it comes from an influence of, you know, goju or na, nahate influence. Yeah. But yeah. my my question for that kind of is then just why? What's the purpose? Yeah. You know I mean, if, if, if you want to do shime, and again, coming from originally a shitoju background where we had yeah. the, the nahate, the goju kata, as well as the shurite kata, yeah. just do sanchin then. Well, see, but I, I don't know if I agree with that because if we go back to what my explanation of what shime was, I believe that you can apply shime to every kata but you have to understand what shime really is before you're just going around smacking people around and, you know, punching people in the stomach or, you know, whatever, just to, you know, inflict whatever pain or just to make it look like you're doing something. I, I truly believe that you, you know, shime can be valid anywhere you place it, but right. it has to be done with proper knowledge and application. Well, okay. So I, I, I agree with that. All right. But then here's here's another maybe it's not a nahate or a, a shudite specific thing, but I've seen, and again we're branching off a little bit from from naihanchi in and of itself, but I've seen uh, videos and whatnot of of people, specifically in I'm gonna I'm gonna reference you know some shudite side you know shodindu or or whatnot, uh -huh. uh, where they will punch or they will do a technique and then an instructor will come around and like block their arm or hit their arm against all of this stuff almost in a in a shime type situation to what you're describing but to me i, I again i question what's the point of that if i've done right. you know if if i'm if if my kihon when i'm doing kihon are strictly in the concept of we're doing kihon in and of itself for the sake of doing kihon and I'm stationary, sure. then sure, you can do whatever you want. But yeah. the minute you apply, you know, to, to use your kumite analogy, if we, we take it out of doing kihon for the sake of doing kihon and we take it for the, the sake of actually applying this technique, if I'm going to do yoku uke or yoku uchi and I'm going to do this sideways movement, well, first of all, the opponent... Okay, let's. Okay, so we have assumptions, right? Assumption number one is that they're coming straight, even though, yeah. you know, the vast majority of real techniques out that you see street bites or practice are, are hooking or, or circular techniques. But let's just say, for, for the sake of our karate training, that it's a straight punch coming straight at me. Well, I am not going to stand there in place, stuck in place, and try to block right. that with my yoku uke, right? I want to move right. to the outside and I want to snap and I want to actually make impact with that incoming technique hopefully damage it if I can, and then yeah. either grab it, trap it, 
redirect it, keep moving as I'm already moving into my follow on now response to that. Sure. And so when I see these, these things of where these instructors are coming on and they're, you know, somebody will do a Yoko Uke or whatever, or a Jodan, Jodan Uke, and they're sitting there and then the person's like pressing on their arm and pushing down and they're trying to get resistance. And okay, that's good. You've, you've, you've got that move. Like, well, you've defeated the purpose because yeah. why are you doing, that's not the way, like we were, we've divorced our Kihon so much from application, application that it becomes a self-fulfilling like we're doing it because that's the training that we're doing. We yeah. do our techniques the way, and I know, and you know, to continue on, I, I watched a video a couple months ago. Somebody was explaining how they hold the sigh, and they hold the sigh in their wrist when they're doing like a like a punching, like a, a thrusting technique, punching to it, to where the sigh is not on the bottom of the arm; it's on the outside of the arm, and the wrist is kind of bent to keep it here. And they were talking about how at what specific, whatever dojo they were at, that some instructor would come along and smack their arm with a shinai. And that's why they put the, the, the side on the side of the arm instead of underneath where it's hidden. So it's like poking the end of the side is like poking out into space. I'm like, well, n n now you've adjusted your technique to match what one specific sensei does in training, not for right. the tactical application of the technique itself. Well, and going back to kind of what you were talking about, about like, you know, if you're turning and doing your yokuke and, you know, the, the instructor's coming by and, and doing all this, I agree with you uh, mostly that it's, it's, it's bad. The, it boils down to, again, to what I said before about timing and application of that, because like even in the version of Sanchin that we do, we have a, a, a 180 degree turn and we go into this yokuke and then we right. have our you know, Yakutsuki. But with that, you know, as we turn, part of Shime is the instructor is standing there. They're waiting there to, you know, have something for you to receive with that Yokuke. Right. And they're applying resistance to your Yokuke, but it's not like they're beating on it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But really it's about are you now engaging those lats to now pull that into mm -hmm. position? Are we looking at the body mechanics of are we doing Yokuke correctly? Are we using two hands for our yokuke, or are mm. we just using one hand for our yokuke? Are we, you know, where is it in relation to the body? Are we just turning blindly and throwing, you know, a technique out there, or are we placing it in the position that it should be placed in for maximizing the protection of, you know, our face and our torso or whatever yokuke is being applied to in this particular situation? Right. So, you know, I, again, I think it just it boils down to the instructor who's standing in front of you's competency level. And, yes. and I even know that, like, we look at, you know, senseis that are in Okinawa, and I'm not trying to speak ill of anybody, obviously, but we know that there are people who have very high ranks on the island of Okinawa that I don't really think understand really what they're doing. Well, absolutely. And that's... <laughs> Believe me, Globally. that's a whole nother Globally. topic of conversation. Where right. is it? That absolutely. And you know, I like it. I like it to describe it the way one of our, our mutual friends described it. You know, there are people that will show up one or maybe two nights a week to the dojo, but they'll show up one or two nights a week for, for 40 years. years yeah. 40, 40 years. 50 yeah. years, right? And so Forever. they be they become that high rank. Right. 
simply by the longevity of being there, not necessarily on and uh, on, on on a competency as you, as you said level or, or right. knowledge or skill level. And that's where part of and this kind of you know not to not to 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 to, to, to build each other up so much, but we by having these discussions sometimes, and this is what I've liked about, you know, us having these discussions for the past several years is that oftentimes we will force ourselves to continue to think about things Like you will force, right. you will challenge me to challenge my assumptions sometimes yeah. about why, why is that like, Oh, well it's because of this. Well, okay. Well, let me think of a better, let me look at this in a way that I can give you a better answer like a, an actual logical thought out answer let me look at things right. from a different perspective sure yeah so well, hopefully you know with, with the dialogue that we're having and, and the people that are listening hopefully maybe it influences some others to kind of look at things a little bit differently as well well i i agree i i absolutely hope so and i and i hope that you know people will ask us questions and maybe they'll they'll spark spark topics of conversation that that we could have that that could um give them, give them more food for thought. Um, you know, especially because our, what leads to this, I believe is, is in individual, how do we describe it? Curiosity, curiosity, you know, and and, and, and hunger for knowledge, hunger for knowledge. And, you know, everybody, everybody talks about, and this, again, this is one of these karate myths or one of these karate things that everybody says, maintain that, Maintain that beginner spirit, right? That shoshincha, that 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 have that spirit of being a beginner and always be a white right. belt. But the reality is, is like I, I think that's it's it's flawed on one hand and it's cliche on the other. Yeah. That okay. I, I don't have to put on a white belt every time I you know when I go to your dojo and we train, I'm not going to put on a white belt just because I come visit your dojo. That has nothing what? to do with. <laughs> right it's it's and i and i and i absolutely wouldn't accept it in reverse it's like no right you're not becoming my student we're training together even when i go visit other dojos in other countries you know i don't when i when i when i went to my um you know my my one of my kohai from the karatebu his his father is is like a nanadan i think in in wado and they have a branch dojo and and i went and well, I mean, I didn't put on a white belt because I borrowed their black belt or well, somebody else's black belt. I think it was my, my friend's or maybe his father's black belt because I didn't have a dogi when I traveled. I went on a work trip and then yeah. I just stayed. And so I didn't, I wasn't prepared to go to, but there's no expectation that you're going to put on a white belt just because you're visiting. It's, it's, it's the, the belt and all that is like an affectation. It's like fake humility. Right. And if, if you go there with an appropriate mindset and you're, and you're willing to learn, we, we, I learn from you all the time. You, you say yeah. things that cause me to challenge my, my assumptions. And I, and I learn from books and I learn from my sensei and I learn from, from my kohai in my organization. Now we have conversations and I'm like, Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Like, okay. And so as long as you're, have that thirst for knowledge. I think that's the real beginner. Keep learning, you know, uh, you know, where, you know, it came up in conversation, you know, I hope to be when I'm 70 and I'm, 
you know, retired from my job and I'm maybe retired from teaching or whatever, I hope to still be the one who you know, gets up every morning and, you know, still swinging my bow and then be like, oh, hey, come over yeah. here. I just did this today and this thing happened and I think we should try it. Right. I think, you know, and, you know, well, I get... and, and here's why I think that you're going to and so will I um, for two reasons. One, you and I both have interesting senseis. Kitapshi Sensei and Oshiro Sensei are both interesting men um, that I don't think know how to stop. Yes. You know what I mean? I I think the moment Takshi Sensei stops doing karate or stops swinging his bow is going to be the day that he dies. Right. You know, not only that, but you and I also have mutual accountability. <laughs> we, well, that's true. That's true. We, and, I, and I've, and I've mentioned that in, in, in other podcasts or other videos, like you've, you've sent me text messages. Like, did you swing your bow today? Yeah. Uh, not yet, but only because I just got like, I'm still at work and I'm going home, but I will. <laughs> I will. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, and everything that you said is hundred uh, percent true the other way around. You know, I, I learn from you all the time, all the time. Well, I mean, there have been times I've specifically said, Hey, I need you to teach me a kata so I can teach this to one of my students. <laughs> 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 so there is that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's true. Yeah, that but has happened. <laughs> that has happened. Yeah. Well, honestly, that is kind of been the, uh, I mean, I, I, we met through competition, but that is really kind of how we solidified our friendship is me reaching out to you and inviting you to my dojo yeah. to work with my, my two girls, uh, one yeah. that is now on the uh, U.S. team, not for Kata, but on the team. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Congratulations yeah. again. Uh, you know, Nora Thank you. Great. Thank you. Yeah, she's – it's been um, reinvigorating for her to like yeah. get back to training and she's taking it to a, a, a very serious level. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with her and, and the other one as well, who saw, saw defeat at nationals and um, is now just, and she's taken the training. She's, she's, she's coming up with some pretty good ideas and I'll share some things with you outside of the podcast. Cause I don't want to put Absolutely. too much business out there, but yeah, she's, I, I couldn't be prouder. And neither one of them are doing Naihanchi, so, you know. Yeah, but one of them is. knows Naihanchi. Well, uh, one of them did. 2019 Apex Kata <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> so she, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but she may have learned that about five minutes before she did that, that video and then promptly forgot it. <laughs> oh, oh, my heart is broken. My heart is yeah. broken. The other one so, takes it much more seriously. So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So That was a long time ago. Anyways, I think I think we should wrap up here. We've, we've gone on for a minute, and I know it's getting kind of late. Yeah, you I'm told me this one was going to be short. Yeah, this one was going to be short. I mean, Naihanshi is a short kata, and so I fully anticipated the uh, podcast episode number three being equally as short. However, you know, but it, because it's it's – it's all related, right? Like we're, you know, we're yeah. using Naihachi as a vessel, right? And so, um, we got some good talk. And, and I think Naihachi isn't Naihachi is as important as every other kata if you place the appropriate level of importance on it. 
for the right things. Right. So, um, and again, uh, I think we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up there. You got any last closing words? Uh, you know, I, I think we covered pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about. And my my depth of knowledge on Naihanshi is, is obviously much, much shallower than yours is. So this was a really good uh, learning experience for me to, to, to have this conversation with you as well. Um, but up next, I think we'll be talking... Sanchin. Sanchin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. We can, yeah, I, I know think, we covered I a little bit too. on it today, but I'm again, and you know, my, my knowledge of, of Sanchin is, is not, I guess it's going to be flipped now because even though, um, you know, in, in studio we have, we have those kata, but I will say yeah. that interestingly enough, I have always tended towards Tensho more than Sanchin itself. And even oh, that's then, cool. we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in the next one too because I I have some things to, to talk about with Tencho and I love Tencho so that's good because uh, and even then I would I would caveat this with my I will admit that my level of understanding or uh-huh. the the instruction that I received may not be as detailed as 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 it could have been. So I think yeah. that'll be, it'll be a great conversation. Um, Good. That we can I look forward to it. Look, yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll discuss that next time. So for, for our listeners out there, uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the way of the fist podcast and uh, stick around for next time. Cause Jonathan's going to talk about Sanjin. <laughs> Jonathan's going to talk about Sanjin. See you in two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yep. See you in two weeks. All right, everybody take care. And thank you for tuning in. All right. Thanks.